Hello and welcome to Over the Trend. And finally, we've got a win to talk about. But unfortunately, there's not a other Forest fan to be jovial about it. I've got Josh Wallace, who is a big, big West Ham fan. We met at the fan park uh, on the Bad Tactics show. Josh, how are you, mate? <laughs> Short answer is still fuming about yesterday, to be honest. Uh but yeah, no, happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, it, it was a very long day for West Ham fans. And <laughs> your last win was the 28th of December, I seem to remember. And that was a big win against Arsenal, I want to say. And yeah. uh, it's been a tough ride since then. How has it been being a West Ham fan recently? Well, that win feels like years ago. I can't believe it was only the 28th of December. It's I, I saw earlier it's the worst start to a calendar year we've had since 1997. Um which sums it up, it's, it's been bleak from top to bottom, to be honest. A lot of very bad results and it's not like we're losing but playing well. We're playing awfully uh, and losing losing awfully. Yeah, and I think yesterday, if we're quite honest, if Langer had his shooting boots on, I think it could have been three or four. West Ham fans also in the Lower Bridgeford end displayed a banner saying Moyes out. As someone who's not been paying too much attention to West Ham, obviously the big result last week, this seems quite strange considering uh, the Europa Conference League and even before the game, you were in the away end, weren't you? There was the big uh, Jared Bowen song and it brought back memories of the Europa Conference final. It looked like a real party. It looked like you guys were having a better time uh, going away from home than we were here. And then by the end of the game, West Ham fans, you know, talked a lot about you guys. You've got a good sense of reality, I always feel. And then to see the Moyes out banner, I think I saw, also saw some ownership out banners what is the current vibe with Moyes for you and other West Ham fans? It's really interesting you say that because I think that is the general, uh, the the general like public opinion is why West Ham fans so so anti Moyes. Um, on the face of it, they're you know they're I think they're still eighth, just about you know won a trophy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, like what more do they want? Um, and I completely get that that point of view, and uh, in that we do have to take a lot of the positives that we, we do currently find ourselves in but a lot of people would argue we're very much in a false position and being carried by individual brilliance for for a long time uh the conference win don't get me wrong that was really the best day of my life but i i could have coached that team to win that tournament without being disrespectful it didn't really play anyone that's troubled us until the semi-finals and the final and last season we came we came I think it was 14th in the end and it was just a it was just poor from start to finish um and we we just play such negative football under Moyes he, he's pragmatic he's old school but when you've got players like Lucas Paqueta and Kudus and Bowen we we shouldn't be turning up and you know trying to nick a point away from home or, or anything like that we we should be battering teams um and all we want is football that, that reflects that. Um, and a, yeah, and, and football that reflects, you know, we've got the sixth highest weekly spend on, on wages. We're one of the richest clubs in the world in terms of revenue. Uh, I spend hundreds of millions of pounds. And yet we're, we're playing poor football. Um, so that's it in, in, in a nutshell, I suppose, is that from the outside, it does look positive. But going week in, week out, spending a fortune to watch rubbish football, we can't take too much of it until people do turn. Um, I, I personally wouldn't stack him now because I don't think there's anyone to come in. Um, but I, I certainly wouldn't give him a new contract. That's that's very mature to say, actually, there's no one out there. And I think a lot of football fans will go, we'll chop, we'll find whoever's out there. But that's very mature to be like, there's no one quite there. And let's wait to the end of the season. Because also you've got to pay 
the clause, which I'm sure has gone up since um, um, winning a trophy. And you've got, like you said, six highest expenditure on player wages. Those bills, as Forrest can tell you, go up and up and up. And suddenly you're looking at a point deduction. Um, it's interesting <laughs> you say about the players, because looking at the team sheets yesterday, your team had so many names were absolutely that absolutely terrified me. Absolutely. Like someone like James Ward-Prowse had one free kick, but bar that I can't really remember his um, performance. Jared Boehm didn't look like the player he once was. I remember watching him, I think, oh, I can't remember where it was. It was actually the London Stadium and he was just superb. And it just feels like players are playing within themselves at the moment for Moyes. And like you said, you've got some really good players and the West Ham way often gets laughed at a little bit. It's a bit of a meme and sorry to say that. But nice, no, it's, it's all good. You want to see these players play better. So if at the end of the season, Moyes' contract runs out, who is someone realistically you'd look to get in? The two names that I have thin, kind of loosely linked and, and um, I think would be good are Ruben Aram. I don't know if I've pronounced that properly. I might have butchered it. But yeah, Amarim at Sporting uh, and, and Francesco, who's, who's doing really well in the French League. But to be honest, any manager that comes in that, that plays attacking football, you've got the basis of, of a very good team. Um, and I think you, you put it perfectly there that a lot of players are playing within themselves. Um, you know, we've got, let's say, Jared, Jared Bowen just looked isolated yesterday. He could have stuck out on the left. He's not a left winger. Um, and you lose a lot of his best attributes. And yeah, Ward Prowse, unfortunately, it, it's become a bit of a, a clear, been, it's become a bit clear that when he's not put, whipping a ball in, he's a little bit off the pace. He's not physical. He's not quick. He runs a lot, but he's not the quickest. And when he's not providing, you know, those those ridiculous free kicks and corners, the game passes him by. And, and we're seeing that more and more. Um, and I thought yesterday was another one that, like you said, you could have forgotten he was there. Yeah, I think that's maybe why he hasn't been selected for the England. And yeah, he didn't get on the plane for 2022 in the World Cup. And I don't think he'll be on the plane as much as I'd, I'd, I wouldn't mind him going on the plane and just having a sort of a specialist corner taker for playing, you know, a big team mm. with big centre-backs. You, you often say someone like Sweden, for instance, you always seem to have the biggest mountains of men. <laughs> it's not a bad player to have in there. But like you said, he did look a little bit behind. He did look almost... The ball had just been where he was, if you know what I mean. He was just that second yeah. behind. Now, Jared Bowen, I'd love to see on the plane for England. Um, Calvin Phillips was someone from <laughs> City. <laughs> There's instant laughs from both. It was fantastic. Um, <laughs> watching it back on Match of the Day, watching the highlights, his push on Dominguez, he's obviously been provoked. And I'm not going to lie, Nicholas Dominguez is a right little <laughs> And he's almost like <laughs> I could have. I trust. I got to bleep that. Um, he's very <laughs> a South American Ryan Yates, and the fact he'll get up, yeah. and he'll get you to foul him, and that's all part of his gameplay. Uh, foul on Gibbs White from Phillips was just rash. There was no real provocation. Provocation. That's the word. Pro- provocation. It, it wasn't the style of someone you'd expect for a big loan signing from Man City. Have you been disappointed with Phillips, and especially that's his second start? Yeah, um, so he, he's not had the best start to life in East London, I think could be fair to say. Um, obviously, the first two two games he played, he gave away two goals. Um, and I actually thought yesterday, until the sending off, he was one of our better players. He was, I mean, 
Weaver poor to a man, but he had a bit of fight in him. He was putting challenges in. He was trying to do something. And when he pushed Dominguez, uh, when he pushed him, I actually said to my mate, I like that because we're finally seeing a bit of fight for someone. Uh, we're finally seeing someone that seems to be up for it, that seems to care. And I, yeah, I probably wouldn't have said that if I'd known five minutes later he was going <laughs> to go and get another yellow card, which I thought was harsh. Um, it was a, He shouldn't be given the ref a decision at the end of the day, but I did think it was slightly harsh. I thought the ref was card happy for both sides, um, if I'm honest. Yeah. I, I think the ref lost control of the game. Uh, I can see there's yeah. about 11 uh, cards that went yeah. on. It, it just, it, and I'm not saying... I can see what the ref was trying to do, but both teams were getting up into the face of the referee. Both teams were leaving a little bit in the tackle. Both teams had a lot of studs. And I'm not sure what you thought about the Nico Williams penalty, but we've seen penalties given against us for that. And obviously, I want to hear your thoughts on that because it did look like a penalty to me. But what were your thoughts as a... I think it's the exact decision that I'd be really not happy with if I was used. I'd be saying that's a penalty, but I think trying to... Look at it from football as a whole. I I don't think you want to see penalties given for something like that. But I yeah, if if it had been the other way around, I'd have been screaming for a penalty. But I I, I do think it would have been slightly soft. I, I did like Nico on his Instagram story, put uh go uh two assists or whatever it was, and then should have had a penalty also. It was just that <laughs> lovely bit of pettiness, and you could really feel yeah. that the teams were desperate to win and desperate to get that win. Now, Michael Antonio, yeah. someone who's played for Forest, scored numerous goals for the Reds, came back. I was really surprised he started. I get playing against your old club and that, but I, he didn't look much fit. Antonio, is this his last season in East London? I think so. Um, he's been a fantastic servant for the club. I love the love the guy. He's, he's one of them footballers that are probably so hard to play against because he's not got a clue what he's going to do next. Like, <laughs> he's 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 a headless chicken and he's on his day he, he's unplayable. But age is catching up to him now with with the type of player is he is. He's losing that 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 burst of pace. He's losing a bit of the physical uh, aspect that made 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 him who he was. Um, and yeah, he'll he'll go down a, a a bit of a legend with us for sure. But I think it's probably time that. Uh, we look to replace him. Now, that is easier said than done. We've been saying that for years uh, and failed miserably for years. But yeah, I, I, I thought yesterday showed he's probably done at this level. He, he, he's, he's, he's frustrating when he's like that because he can be so much better. But he yeah, he was well off it yesterday. There was a big run from the halfway line all the way to almost <laughs> the six-yard box. And Murillo, who's someone we're really excited about and wouldn't surprise me if you guys yeah. saw him in the summer, he goes all the way, sprints back and just gets there in time. And Antonio is still figuring out what to do with the ball in the box. There's plenty of moments. He has moments to shoot and take the shot or even do a dummy. And Murillo just catches up. And I think for me, that showed Antonio, as much as we loved him, and it was nice to see the crowd appreciate him when he came off. Uh, Lower Bridge for yeah. uh, Brian Clough and Trent and all gave him a standing applause, which is, you know, very good to see. I think that might be his last season in the Prem and we might see a Troy Deeney-esque sort of fall yeah it's funny because when he went through on uh when he went through on goal like that i don't think a single west ham fan in the world would have expected anything other than what happened really um yeah he's yeah i I, there was not a single part of me that thought he was going to do anything other than either fall over or lose the ball in situations like that where he where he can think about it 
he's a nightmare. Yeah, and the, 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 there's yeah someone with me that uh, they just they just turned away. They're just like yeah, the amount of times he he's gone through like that, and you just can't watch because you know what's going to happen. It's, uh, it's yeah. In, it's interesting because we've had that a little bit with Taiwo, who's getting better, and he was certainly getting better under Steve Cooper. And let's go to the first goal here. It's a great ball in from Dominguez, and the turn from Awanyi is so good. It's so clinical. He just rolls around with it and slots it into the back of the net and then takes his shirt off to get another card, which <laughs> I get. You're a big Christian, Taiwo, but let's not get cut, booked now, shall we? Yeah. It was a very good goal, and what did you think of it? Yeah, no, he's he's someone that I've I've said before is looks like a ready-made Antonio replacement for us. I think he's a fantastic player. He um yeah, he's he scored a couple against us now, I think. Uh and it, it was a very good goal. I think the defender was a bit suspect. I think Aguerd was rolled a little too easy, but that's not to take away from a one year to be honest. He, he, he yeah, great finish and He's a very good striker. And let's go to the final goal in the last minute. It was quite a dramatic goal. A big flick from Divock Origi. And that's the first bit of skill um, any Forest fan has seen him offer. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Divock. You've still got to you know? um, And then ball across from Nico Williams finds Callum Hudson-Odoi, who slots it home. Callum Hudson-Odoi is someone who I think has been slept on a lot by Forest fans. He, everyone's focusing on Anthony Langer, but Callum Hudson-Odoi scored quite a few now and scoring goals that need to be scored. He's scored lots of goals where it got us points, got us, um, you know, a draw at Bournemouth comes to mind. He's someone I think England won't look at and that's mm. okay. I think we're fine with him not <laughs> and I'm fine with that. But it's good to see someone who's gone under a lot of pressure do so well, especially the Chelsea, went over to the Bundesliga. And as an England fan, Josh, what do you make of watching Callum Hudson-Odoi sort of just get his career back on track a little bit? I, I do agree that I don't think he'll uh, be in England, you know, England star. He might make the occasional squad, but I, I don't, I think he's probably unlucky that we've got so many talented attacking players. Um, but yeah, no, he, he kind of burst onto the scene and it, it, it from the outside, it kind of seems that I think he maybe had a bit too much, too young, uh, and maybe struggled with that. Um, but he he's he looks kind of like a new player at you guys, um, and I do wonder if it helps that Alang is kind of getting all the all the hype, and he can just quietly go about his game and and get himself back on track. Um, and I mean, he's paid peanuts for him as well from from memory, like it's looking like a great deal. Um, and yeah, as many talented English players as, as possible is always going to be good for the national team. Definitely agree. Now, one thing we always do when people come on the podcast, Josh, is ask them three questions. We're going to ask you the result. Now, this might be a bit strange for you. Aston Villa versus Nottingham Forest. Who do you think is going to win that one? And can we have a result for that, please? If it helps, Aye. you can always go for the 5-5 five five that happened and just go out there. Uh, <laughs> that famous 5-5 five five game. Yeah, no, I, I think Villa will win that. Um, they've they've kind of been on a bit of a slump recently, but they're they're still a very good team, and uh, you know Emery's a a really good manager, so I think they'll they'll win it, but I don't think they'll they'll walk it. I'm gonna go with three two Villa. Sorry, that's absolutely fine. I three one to be honest. I can see Ollie Watkins slotting quite a few pastors, and I'd I'd like to see him yeah. on the plane to Germany. Yeah. Um, we also ask where do you think Forest are gonna finish? Now this question we wrote before. The uh, <laughs> before the old um, point deduction possibility, 
Um, let's assume no point deduction is given, Josh. Where do you think okay. you finish after watching them yesterday? I, I think you'll be you'll be well clear of relegation. I think um, I was just been watching the uh, the Sheffield United game and okay. they look done. Uh, so I reckon you'll probably come thirteenth, you fourteenth. Know, I'd go with. Um, I think you'll 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 probably kick on from here. Um, yeah, obviously a ten point deduction would change that. But yeah, I reckon you know a lower mid table. Um, I reckon you can really kick on now. That would be superb. Now the final question. Now you can take this to anywhere you like. Favorite player to have ever played for Forest. Now we've had people like John Terry and Roy Keane selected by Chelsea and Man United fans. You can have anyone who's gone to West Ham. You could even have Ian Wright because I believe he briefly played for you. You've got Stuart. Yeah. Pitt. You've got quite a big selection. Antonio, of course. What who would be your favourite Forest player of all time? That is a really good question. In my head, I'm going through all of the uh all of the combined West Ham Forest players. I'm gonna be quite bitter with this. <laughs> and and yeah, I'm gonna go Jesse Lingard. Just because it didn't work out and he chose yous over us and it didn't work out. Uh, at all, and he's he's just moved to like Korea or somewhere. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Jesse Lingard because yeah, I'm a very bitter person, and <laughs> I loved seeing it not work for him. Yeah, I can <laughs> definitely understand why. Um, I, I've got to say this to Jesse. He was, um, he didn't play a lot of the second half of the season. There was obviously a lot of things off the pitch for him, but I, I would definitely say this: the fact he turned up to every single home and away game, sat on the bench in his own gear. And like he'd hand out water bottles and stuff like that. He just wanted to get involved. But yeah. I can definitely see why. I remember uh, West Ham versus Forest at the first home game in the Premier League for 23 years. I think there was a, some money thrown at Jesse Lingard from the yeah. fans. It was yeah, yeah. He, yeah, it was good. It was old right he, he he come over to take a corner, I think, and someone's just chucked a load of fake pound pound notes at him. Um, but. Like I think what you just said there is a testament to him, to be honest. And uh, it does sound like he's a great lad. Uh, maybe just made poor decisions on and off the pitch. I'm, I'm bitter and I think he should have come to us. But uh, no, that is a good testament to him. I love that, Josh. Bear down the barrel. Yeah, I, I'm still bitter. Yeah. You love that. I think you've been really <laughs> honest today on the podcast. So thank you so much for coming on. Um, You don't actually Appreciate have anything to plug. Um, but would you like? I'm trying. Let's be. Let's let's offer a bit of positivity to West Ham. Give us one moment of West Ham this year that's really made you proud. We've had a few good results, but I'd have to go beating Arsenal two 0 That last win we had, just one. I was watching it with a few of my mates that are Arsenal fans, so that's always nice. But it, it was a great result. Declan Rice had a shocker, which again bitter. I'm <laughs> I'm always always uh, always happy to see that. Uh, and yeah, that that really felt like a real positive moment. Obviously, that sounds stupid now. I've got hindsight, but that that felt like we was really, you know, maybe on the start of something special. And it turns out the exact opposite. But yeah, I think that that two 0 win against Arsenal uh, for this season. I mean, last season obviously the final was e- like that'd be an easy choice. But yeah, this season I'll go that Arsenal game. Did you go to the final? Did you go just to the, just out? No, no. Uh, I was planning to, but. Uh, some personal circumstances man I can't but I, I watched it at like a fan park um, outside the stadium uh, like a big fan zone with with my dad and uh, some of my mates and I uh, had a tear in my eye not not ashamed to say it at the end there uh, yeah no what a, what a night 
What a night. What a night indeed. Josh, thank you so much. I've always liked talking to West Ham fans. I think you're some of the most honest fans in the world. You'll you'll say it how it is and you'll be very honest with what you like. And I just think if more football fans were like you, the world would be a better place. Josh, thank you so much for coming on over the trip. Appreciate it, mate. And uh, best luck for the rest of the season. Yes, you too, fellow.